0: Welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. The, I guess yeah, it's the first, well, I mean, we recorded this last week on was like the second to last day of November. It's uh, the first, like, true week of December. So, welcome in, Travis Krenz, uh my good friend and co-host of this podcast, joins me alongside, well, me, it was truly Nathan Stack. And Travis, how we doing?
1: We're doing good. Cold as hell. It was 65 a week ago, now it's... It was 12 below
0: this morning with the wind chill. At least it wasn't 12 below plus the wind chill, right? No, it
1: would have been probably
0: 30 below. Very cold. It'll warm up. It'll warm up. Um, Hell is frozen over in Michigan with, uh, with Michigan going to the college football playoff and the Lions winning a game on Sunday. We'll get to each of those here in just a moment. Let's first celebrate the Minnesota Golden Gopher basketball team. Being oh. one of 12 remaining teams that are undefeated in college basketball, Chris, 12 remain. It seems odd that there's only 12 at this point.
1: I don't know what the normal number would be, but... Well.
0: but let's... Uh, I mean, you know what, the Gophers... Weber State is one of the teams that uh, that's unbeaten uh, so far. So uh, we got the SEC teams... Uh, few in there, so uh, very good. I was watching the end of the Minnesota game on my, the Golden Gopher game against Mississippi State on my phone, while the Vikings Lions game was on, and the and the Gophers won before the the Vikings shit the bed. Um, I just kind of felt like, oh, you know, the Gophers won, so this it seems inevitable that the Vikings are going to do something to lose, and never thinking that it would be the way that it did. But we'll get to that here in a moment. Let's talk about the college football playoff. It is set, and just like we all predicted, Alabama curb-stopped Georgia, and they are in the college football playoff. They are number one once again. Michigan is two, Georgia three, Cincinnati number four. So finally, a, a group of five school... Makes it to the college football playoff, which is great to see. And congratulations, Cincinnati! Your reward is Alabama.
1: This college football playoff. This is what the eighth
0: year. Something like is that. Seventh
1: or eighth. Only problem I've ever had was I think of the first year I thought TCU should have been instead of Ohio State, and Ohio State ended up putting the whole thing as a four seed. So. Every year there's been no debate except for that one year for me. Mm-hmm. Like there's been no debate of all oh, this team. I mean that that all the talking we do and this and that and if Oklahoma State would have won, maybe something would have been different. But mm-hmm. it all it all sips itself out. It all it all figures itself out in the end.
0: It does. So. So all the chaos that we were maybe hoping for didn't happen. The the um, I mean, I, I was pulling for Notre Dame to get in, uh, especially with, you know, the week after, you know, uh, Brian Kelly with his southern accent just uh, coming down south to great state of Louisiana. And, uh, the
1: stuff. beignets. Beignets,
0: beignets. Beignet, get yourself a hummer, he says. Not get yourself a hummer. <laughs> uh, it's a... I have no idea what the hell that was that Brian Kelly did. But I was hoping for Notre Dame. I... I don't... I wish the college football playoff committee wouldn't be so afraid to put to pit two teams in that maybe just faced each other in a conference title game. Cause I feel like Michigan perhaps should have been the number one team. Like, I don't necessarily think that Alabama should have leapfrogged them. They did. It, it's not a huge deal to me. But I think there is an argument that could be made that Michigan should have been the number one overall team in the country. I think they had better wins than Alabama did with just a win, singular. Alabama
1: is probably going to win this thing, I would, I would guess. Mhm. They have not played very well in a lot of games this year. And whether or not their coach likes it, that matters. Whether or not it comes down to the final play against an LSU team that's not very good mm-hmm. or win that game. And if it comes down to overtime versus Auburn the week before, it matters whether you win that game by a couple touchdowns or you win it by two points in the fourth overtime. That matters. Like Alabama is when Alabama's best is better than everybody else's best. Yes. And they they pro- I did not see them blowing out Georgia I did not I didn't either I think that would happen but Georgia is Georgia and they can't <laughs> they can't beat this team
0: when it counts especially when it was 10 nothing at the end of the first quarter you're like okay um you know Alabama's gonna have to show something here and all of a sudden whoo they turned on the Jets after that they
1: scored more points in like a 15 minute stretch sort of like 30 points over 15 minutes a game mm-hmm. than, than Georgia had given up in any month this season. i so that's Unheard and of. And it was Jordan's defense, and it's like if, if this isn't the year for Georgia, then they're never going to win.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They are like, yeah, they're, they're the Gonzaga. Like, if Gonzaga couldn't win it last year, they're never going to win.
0: Right.
1: If the Dodgers can't win it, they're, they're never going to win. So we'll see if we get a rematch here in a month. I'd say Alabama's number one because they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. If they would have lost that game, like, pretty close, mm-hmm. um, then 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 what do you do? You put them in or you put it in Notre Dame? Then we would have had a debate. Yep. Um, what do you put them in? You know, if Oklahoma State, if they get an extra couple of feats and they win, what do you do with them?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, mean, I mean, Obviously, I don't like Oklahoma. Uh, I didn't like Michigan State. I didn't like Oregon. That that Oregon was number three for like a month is just fucking ridiculous. I thought it was ridiculous a month ago. Mm -hmm. It didn't make any sense to me. And they've proven that they're they're not very good. Um, But we didn't have any debates uh, of anything. And even if Oklahoma State would have won that game, I watched them like this is not one of the four or five best teams in the country. They're just not. Mm -hmm. They barely beat Oklahoma. They lose to Baylor. Like, what, they have four interceptions. Like, Oklahoma State's not. Among, the, the four best teams are there. Notre Dame's the one team you look at. They know if they, if they replace Cincinnati, you would say that's. I mean, they, they played many, many months ago. And, I think worked and, and, out would probably. For Cincinnati and Kirk Herbstreit. Mm-hmm. The, the dumb son of a bitch <laughs> with, with his comments of, oh, you know, no, people were saying nobody, they're never going to get a group of five team in, they're never going to let them in. Yeah, only thing that Cincinnati had to do was fucking go thirteen and zero, win their conference, mm-hmm. be lucky enough to have Notre Dame on the schedule, and be fortunate enough that Notre Dame was fifth in the country. Yeah. And all they had to have was the Pac twelve, the ACC, and the Big Twelve shit the bed all over themselves and have everybody have at least two or three losses. Besides that, yeah, Cincinnati got in fucking easy, and uh, they, they were never, never, ever going to get higher than four. Never. I don't think they would have put them over Alabama if Alabama would have lost a close game. So fuck him and his bullshit. of all. they're never going to let one in. Well, it took a fucking miracle just to get them in. Yep. So fuck you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I think, yeah, I heard there was a kind of a petty reaction to it, even though I think, you know, it, leading up to it, it oh. like they deserve to be in. Given Who like, else are you going to put in? Every other team behind them has two losses.
1: The one team that has one loss, they beat yep. by 10 points. Yep. You're not going to put Baylor in. You're not going to put in Ohio State. You're not going to put in Oklahoma State. Everybody had to lose twice, not once but twice. Mm-hmm. So, I just look at it, there's three one-loss teams ahead of them. Not saying Cincinnati, Cincinnati should be number four. And I, I don't think, uh, I don't think they're going to beat Alabama. It'll be an interesting game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think they could beat Georgia. They could maybe beat Michigan, I don't know. But, and Alabama was a underdog for the first time in five, six years, and we'll see uh, if they're an underdog again when they play Georgia the second time, if mm-hmm. that happens. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Michigan Georgia, I like that. Two teams that uh, you know like to run the ball. Yep. Quarterbacks don't do much. And Cincinnati, here's your shot. You take on the biggest and the best. So.
0: Yep.
2: Um,
1: maybe these two games are blowouts like they usually are. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to both of the big games.
0: So I I really wish I had just stuck to my guns from. Uh... The beginning of the season, when I made the prediction that Georgia would be undefeated going into the SEC championship game, Auburn would have that one loss. I had it to Auburn, not to Texas A&M. Um, but I had it, and then I said Alabama's going to win because I, until someone beats them, I just can't do it. And then last week, I completely flipped because Alabama looked like, rat, like they looked like dog poop for much of the last month, and Georgia looked unbeatable. I'm like how can how can Alabama beat this team? And Alabama did. So I I look smart to a degree and then look like a complete dumbass on the other side for just abandoning that train of thought. But I had this pegged exactly right in terms of the Alabama Georgia scenario at the oh. beginning of the season. So I'm gonna to toot my own horn for that and then also run over it because of what I said last week.
1: One of my things I had Clemson Georgia, Alabama, Texas A&M in a, in a playoff. So I got Georgia, Alabama, which isn't very difficult. I mean, Michigan, nobody had them. They weren't even ranked in the top 25. Nope. And Cincinnati, you would just assume they would lose a game or they would not be let in. But uh, just so happened Clemson was not very good for a long time. And Oklahoma was not very good either. Right. So – a lot, a lot of teams with two losses. You've got uh, a ton of teams with two losses. And what is this? The sixth year in a row the pac 12s not in the playoff.
0: <laughs> like,
1: well, here we'll get into this later. Maybe get into it now about
0: the expansion. The 12, team,
1: Twelve team playoff. What they wanted. I've got my sixteen team playoff that I would like to like to put out and uh, see what would happen if they followed the rules of every other. <laughs> Do it yeah, let's do it now.
0: It doesn't even sound like they may be going to expansion. Like that's getting tabled because they had this big announcement back in June and now nothing. I mean, it's just it's so weird to me how the college football playoff expansion has fizzled as much as it did. I think it's because they were overzealous going from four to twelve. I think four to eight would have been highly receptive. To twelve, I think people were like, Yeah, what the hell are you doing?
1: I think the big thing is when whenever they do this, the, the power five conference champs are gonna be in there. Like if they, they went with the system that they want, Baylor would have been the four seed. <laughs> Baylor would have been the four seed because you take the top five. Yeah. I think power five conference champs and the top four of those, Utah being the, the worst of the bunch at eleven would not be there. So you'd have Alabama at one,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you'd have uh, well Georgia wouldn't even be in the damn thing. Yeah, Michigan at two. Uh, Who else? You'd have uh, six, you know, You'd have Baylor in there too.
2: hmm
1: So, um, yeah, it's so Georgia would not be in the top four because they didn't win their conference. Right. Again, it's going to be that way if you win your conference, you're going to get in. I want that, but make that for all ten conferences. Yes. Not just the top five. Make it for everybody because. Whatever conference, you get in the playoffs. So every team has a shot.
0: It's just like March Madness. Every team that wins their conference gets an automatic bid.
1: They do. Just like that. Just like basketball. Just like anything. So they want to do that for the big schools. And you're telling me Utah deserves to be in the playoff? You're telling me Pittsburgh? I like Pittsburgh. They deserve to be in the playoff? Like, come on. If they have, then put in uh, Texas San Antonio Mm deck. Put in Put in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I like put in these games. Um, just I don't know. There, there's hundreds of millions, probably not a billion, but hundreds of millions of dollars with these extra games.
2: Yeah, you should
1: be playing games this weekend. You should be playing games this weekend. Um, I don't. I, 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 it 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 finds logic to me. And when you've got a month off between games, that's fucking ridiculous.
0: Hell, I mean, they just added a 40-second bowl game so that all 84 eligible teams would get in. That bowl experience, oh, how
1: special is that? That bowl experience that they just make up a game. Here, you're going to Texas to take on whoever. Because yeah. we just decided to make one up. Yeah, and it's play a new, it's, a new fris-
0: it's another bowl, it's another Frisco bowl. It's I, it's uh, it's stupid. It's it's bad. But okay, so you want if you want to get more into your 16 team playoff, or was that what you had said? Yeah, that, sure. yeah. Because I've got Alabama at number one. Yeah. I just
1: used the the football rankings. Mm-hmm. Alabama's one. They would play Northern Iowa, Northern Illinois, the champs of the MAC this weekend or next weekend. Uh, I've got. Uh, so you, so the they would be the sixteen.
0: Team. They would be the sixteen seed.
1: Yep, Northern Illinois. I would have is the, the MAC conference champion and the worst team here. So you would have, uh what? Ten conference champs and six wild cards.
0: Six. Six uh, largest. Essentially. Teams. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just wanted champs, to make. I just wanted to make sure I understood like. What, how yeah. you were how you were ranking them? Like, it, if it doesn't, I mean, you're you're guaranteeing spots to the ten conference winners, but that well, doesn't mean they're guaranteed to be the top ten teams. So, okay, nope.
1: And then you gonna... take your, your sixteen teams and you rank them based on who uh, who's better.
0: All right, all right. So yeah. I, I like this so far. So Alabama against Northern Illinois. Let uh, me let me let me write this. Me write this. And you can play these, you play these at home, and I mean Alabama's
1: going to beat the shit out of Northern Illinois. You know. That's yes. just the way it is, but you know, you, you play these games. Um, FCS, they have these games, and there's a lot of blowouts in that first round. Sure are. Uh, Michigan's your two seed. They would take on the 15 seed Utah State. Winners of the uh, with the Mountain West, they upset San Diego State. Yep. So San Diego probably would have been a little bit better than a 15 seed. Yep. Uh, you have number three Georgia taking on Texas San Antonio. That'd be an interesting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, Cincinnati, would take on Louisiana. I would be, I'd be interested in that.
0: Okay, say, say that matchup again.
1: Number four, Cincinnati. Okay. We'll take on number 13, Louisiana.
0: Okay. Yep, I agree. Robert, That's, that would uh, be the a They had one loss. Right.
1: Uh, the 5 12 matchup would be Notre Dame versus Pittsburgh. Old rivals there, and you could maybe see Pittsburgh maybe winning that game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the six ten is a game we're going to get. Number six Ohio State versus number eleven Utah.
0: Okay. Yes, yeah, so that would it's the Rose Bowl match, and that yeah, that's that's a good one there. Baylor and Michigan State. Baylor
1: the 7th seed. Michigan State will be the ten seed. Michigan State uh, the last at large team in. Last wild card, I believe. Okay. And your 8 9 matchups, number 8, Old Miss, and number 9, Oklahoma State. All right. They both get in, and then you would have uh, maybe Alabama versus Old Miss in the second round to rematch. If Old Miss can do any better the second time around. So let you'd me have a Cincinnati ask. Notre Dame, maybe second round game.
0: Okay. So let me ask you this: How would you would you re rank them? So let's say no. that. Uh, so let's say that there was an upset here. No. Uh, let's say uh, Louisiana beats Cincinnati or Pittsburgh beats Notre Dame. Would Pitt then play the highest seed remaining, or would it be a true bracket style like we see for March Madness? Um, so I guess kind of like how they used to do it in hockey. Where the, you know, the the lower seed always plays the high seed, or would it be, you know, like you'd have one sixteen, so they would play the winner of the eight nine matchup, the two fifteen would play the winner of the seven ten, and so on.
1: I, I like the bracket. I oh. like the bracket. Okay. Just keep no 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 reshuffling. Okay. No re ranking teams. So I like that idea. It's never gonna happen. We're never gonna let those teams in. But sixteen teams, you play this weekend or next weekend, you decide. Uh, you know, you, you're you're down to eight. I mean, the fucking what championship game going to be? What 10th, 12th, whenever it is. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl the middle of Super Bowls after Valentine's Day. or, I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. So you, you can put these games whenever and wherever you want to play them this weekend. Go ahead. You want to mm-hmm. you want to play the next two weekends? You play the next two weekends. You're doing the week of Christmas off. Then we're down to the Final Four. Your, your, your New Year's Day, that's your Final Four. Mm-hmm. And then after that is your championship game. So.
0: Well, let me tell you, I think Northern Illinois would much rather have a chance in the a playoff, like in your scenario, and I like it, against Alabama, even though they're likely going to get blown out. But what would do more? Would you rather play against Alabama, or would you rather play Coastal Carolina in the tail greeter curable? And... I would say we're going to Alabama.
1: Because they're never going to get a shot to ever play at Alabama.
0: Right. So,
1: again, and, and you're going to get a shot here every school. If you win your conference, you'll be in the playoff. So,
0: and it's, know, isn't it, this it, part of, like, the experience, those ex, the experience that those kids would get going to Tuscaloosa, a place that well, maybe some of them could only have dreamed of? like wanting to play at the University of Alabama, now you get to play there? I I like it. I And, like there, and it there, there may not be a lot of
1: upsets, but maybe once a year, once every couple of years, there's going to be probably an upset of some, mm-hmm. some sort. Yeah. You know, is Texas San Antonio going to beat Georgia? Probably not.
0: Nope.
1: Probably. Is Utah State beat Michigan? No. But weird things happen. I, could Louisiana beat Cincinnati? Maybe. You never know. Mm-hmm. So... It would be it would be fun. I think there would be a lot more interest in this absolutely than, than in anything else.
0: Yep, absolutely, so, absolutely.
1: they're going to go to eight. They're going to go to twelve. You're going to get a shitty Pac-12 school in there every year. I don't want to see Utah. I don't want to see Oregon. I don't want to see a shitty USC team. If they're good, sure. But it's been six years. Six years since they've had a team. They're they're not a power 5 There's a power four. They're they're not. They're not any better than the American
0: Conference. They're just not. They're just not. uh, No, 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 I I agree. I was just saying, like, from Utah's standpoint, Utah's arguably one of the hottest teams in the country right now. They're playing some of their best football right now.
1: And and they'll see what happens with Ohio State, and they win their conference, so I'm fine with them getting in. uh, But... Yeah, for, if, if for some reason, if you win a Power 5 conference, that means you should get in. Like, how many times before Clemson has been on their run here for the past five, six years,
2: how mm-hmm. many times
1: have we have we seen an ACC game like uh, Pitt and Wake, where it's number 13 versus number 15?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One of these teams is going to get into a 12-team playoff. I do like Pitt, but a lot of years, that ACC team, not very good.
0: I would agree with that. I would wholeheartedly. agree. I mean, they know not any better than
1: the than the AAC champ sometimes,
0: mm-hmm. Cincinnati or whoever that is. So why?
1: Why did they get something? I, it's that it's added.
0: Garbage. Yeah. Nope. I, I agree that that added bowl game is now called the Frisco Football Classic. Pits uh, six and six North Texas against six and six Miami Ohio.
1: God forbid Miami Ohio misses the bowl game. Yeah. God forbid. <laughs>
0: It it's it's bad. I am I am excited though, or I'm happy for Utah. Uh, not only dismantling the Ducks the way they did. I mean Oregon. I I it. They were mystified on the uh, the telecast of this game. Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler were at how bad the Ducks looked. I'm like. Have you fucking
1: seen their quarterback? He's terrible. Did you see the first game they played two weeks ago? Exactly. just their ass. Oh. They were saying, oh, oh. I thought this would be different. Yeah. You know what? It wasn't. They, it was just they, as bad they, of an ass kicking as
0: it was two weeks ago. They vowed that they would play better here, that this would be like Oh, really? Yeah, taking them at their word because college football and really college sports in general is all about integrity, which we'll get to here uh, in a moment. I guess with more of the college football head coaching news that's that's swirling about. But I mean, come on you you can't expect that Utah wasn't going to be. Utah had all the momentum. Oregon, like, and they have questions surrounding their head coach Mario Cristobal, who has now left uh, Oregon to go to Miami. And one person uh, I saw on Twitter, uh, very good, said, I thought you had to go through Utah first to go to Miami. So very good, very, very good, uh, because obviously Cristobal couldn't beat Utah. But Utah gets to the Rose Bowl for the first time ever. So I, that's a cool story to me that Utah gets in there. I think they probably lose to Ohio State, but you never know. I mean, that it's it's... Again, it, the, the bowl season, I look at some of these matchup, matchup screens, and I I truly don't know. It feels like this is going to be a lot more of a difficult year to pick some of these games than what we've seen in the past.
1: What do we got? Give, give me a game.
0: Uh, I went through the bowl pick
1: I made all my picks. I put my top five or six very high, Yeah. and then we'll adjust uh, when needed.
0: Okay, I'm yeah. thinking about putting... Jackson State again. It's is Jackson State in there. I haven't looked by the way, Bull Pick'em. Yeah, yeah. The Bull Pick'em, why don't you tell the folks here as I, I bring up all these uh, these bowl games here, Bull Pick 'em, if they wanna join us, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, it's on my Twitter, it's on my Facebook, it's the bull the uh, the bull pick 'em Marcus. I usually make it but Marcus did it uh, sports lounge. I think it's season four or whatever the hell it's called. Yep. But uh,
0: Yep.
1: On my Twitter, my Facebook, oh uh, yeah, people we got the folks, hopefully Dan Beck joins. Are you in there yet or not?
0: I am not in there yet. I know my mom joined one year, so I may see if she wants to to join again and see if she can. And and this is really like
1: the NCAA tournament where you don't need to know a goddamn thing about our plan, Right. And and they tell you, oh, 90% of the people pick this team over that team. If you just go with that, you'll be fine.
0: Again, you get a gift card to the T Steakhouse. I mean, how great is that?
1: Oh, and my team name this year is uh, the Teeth Steakhouse T-Bone Bowl.
0: That's my team name. There you go. I like it. I think um, I think mine might be Integrity. Integrity. Because uh, that's, uh, I mean, because really there isn't a lot of it in college football right now. Uh, Jay Billis has thrown that out there a lot. I'd say, oh, we'll see. We, we might go somewhere else. but. Uh, you want to uh, get into that now or you want to? What? Couple or this the coach is changing. We'll we'll get to that here in a moment. We'll just pick a couple of these games here. Like like I said, I don't I okay. If I'm gonna go I normally like with this uh, celebration bowl, I kinda go lean away toward like I don't count that as a real bowl game. I'm not gonna pick it for a lot of points. This year I think I'm putting a hell of a lot of points here on it because I think Jackson State's gonna kick the crap out of South Carolina State. I have that game. I, like that's one of the ones I Really certain of Jackson State over South Carolina State, and I have it by. I would put it in the easily the upper thirties, low forties.
1: Let's see. I put that game. There's forty-four points. So I put
0: that one in number forty-two. Yeah. Yep. I. It's going to be right. South oh, yeah,
1: Carolina State six and five. Yeah. I might put it, I might put it, I should probably put it at 44 points. (laughs) They made some changes this year. I wasn't too sure about the changes, but uh, I like it. It is much easier to put these games where you want for the points.
0: Good. Before
1: you had to like drag it up and down, up and down, up and down.
2: Yep.
1: Uh, This year they got a little drop down thing It says where do you want it? 20, 30, 45, Very
0: good.
1: Much easier. uh, So I like this a
0: lot more. Okay, good. A couple other games here, just ones that I really don't—I don't, don't know—have a great feel for necessarily. Like Air Force in Louisville. I mean, you could uh, Air Force runs the ball really well, but Louisville's got Malik Cunningham, a very good quarterback. That seems kind of like a—it's a real toss-up game to me right now. Louisville's favored by a point and a half.
1: I would—I would take Air Force tonight. Well, yeah, we have a good game. but point spread, pretty much a pick them. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, there's
1: a few of those out there. I'm—I'm I'm picking Air Force, but. Uh, uh, and, and I've got uh, Christmas Eve until the rest of the year off. So I will Nice, very much, very much, hopefully, the schedule allows here to where I on a fucking Thursday afternoon. I can watch two random fucking themes play.
0: So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about like the Golden Gophers on December 28th? A whole, or they're playing in the guaranteed rate bowl I think the Gophers kind of got shammed a little bit here by having to play West Virginia but I, I think the Gophers win this game
1: I picked the gophers to win I think they'll at uh, kind of in the middle for me uh teens 20s but I want to get up Monday morning after Christmas uh, weekend and watch Nevada and western Michigan <laughs> at 10 o'clock in the morning they don't give me what the, what the name of these games are but it doesn't matter uh, Nevada, Western Michigan, Monday morning at 10 a.m.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that is in the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. Oh my God, it all comes. It always comes back to Detroit. Um, but yeah, Nevada, one point favorite. Some of. The, okay, so let me ask you this: How much of a factor did you play into your rankings for some of these teams that have like head coaching? questions or moves that maybe some guys might not even play in the bowl games. We don't know that for sure, but like, say say Louisiana, you know, now that Billy Napier has has left, where did you, how do you kind of rank Louisiana? Because that's always tough. It seems like Louisiana is going to play tough. Like it's not like, oh, we have a new coaching staff come in. Like, oh, we're, we're, we don't care. It seems like Louisiana is going to, you know, give it their effort or give it their all. They, they play Marshall in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. That's that opening Saturday of College Bowl season. So I think Louisiana should win that one pretty comfortably, but you you just never really know sometimes with these coaching moves. So how much of a role did that play in your rankings?
1: Not much at all. Okay. I think Louisiana to win by a lot.
0: Okay.
1: I it it didn't Yeah, we'll say I give like any quarterbacks or any big players sit out. We'll see if that changes things. But yeah, I got Louisiana. I th I have yeah, them. I got two shitty two, two teams i don't like oklahoma and oregon they play uh i took oklahoma but we'll see i mean that, that tells you what i think about oregon yeah right I, I i would take oklahoma
0: in that college so bowl season starts on the 17th uh so we'll we'll pick some games next week we'll go our confidence points i'll have to get mine say in there and and whatnot, Charlie will be on. who will give our confidence uh, points next week, so we look forward to that and college bowl season. And I, I honestly, I, I like college football. I've I've gained more. Um, I, I've I've watched a lot more college football here in recent years than I had before. Like I care more about it than in the past. But I I really care about the bowl games for some reason, just because of the bowl pick'em. And I don't watch all these games, but it's just fun to to compete and see like who can. <laughs> Who can get to the top? And you see some of these just random ass bowl games.
1: It gives you a reason to a random team. I don't care who wins between Miami and Washington State. Mm-hmm. But I'll pick whoever I pick in that game, and then I'll root for that team. To
0: win. I hope it's thirty degrees there in El Paso for that game, and Miami just freezes their nuts off. Like
1: that's or or if you know if somebody for some reason picks if I pick Miami for like ten points. But somebody else picked him for 40, I'm okay losing that game. I'll I'll sacrifice my 10 points as long as somebody else loses their 40 points.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: I mean, when this thing, you got to, those top 10 point totals, you got to hit on eight or nine of them. You got to wrap up some points.
0: Absolutely. And sometimes, like, teams that don't have to travel very far, how motivated... Are they for this game? Or, like in the case of Miami, the Hurricanes are going to be under new coaching staff, but they have to go to El Paso. I don't think that's necessarily a place that Miami wants to go. Uh, so, who's more motivated in the Sun Bowl, Washington State or Miami? I think motivation, you have to take that into account with a lot of these situations. It's kind of like with Hawaii. Like, Hawaii's playing a home game against Memphis. How is Is Memphis just excited just to be in Hawaii over Christmas is Hawaii just like fuck? I mean, we're, we're this is just a home game for us. What do we care? Like,
1: where's the motivation? Why, why does Hawaii always have
0: to play in the Hawaii? I don't know. It doesn't you make
1: to go, Do they Well, I'm sure Hawaii is great, but can we go somewhere else for the holidays? Can, can we? We do know. Maybe, maybe Hawaii is the
0: best option. Would, would you rather, Chris? Would you rather be in Hawaii or Detroit for the holidays?
1: Detroit would be a lot quicker to get back from uh, probably a while though. depends on what i'm doing what i'm seeing but uh yeah we'll go to a while well I, I gotta figure out what the uh the, the bowl package what am i getting a ps5 uh That's I'm in the bowl? what am i getting am i getting some shitty luggage yeah. <laughs> a lot uh, can i spend a couple hundred dollars on some hats yeah uh, what's my whole experience uh, free, free, free list of
0: stuff. So I wonder in the Myrtle Beach Bowl presented by Tax Act if all the college football players get free uh, taxes done by Tax Act, like free uh, tax software programs, so they can help with their NILs. I mean, well, the first time ever I just did my taxes online, and it was really that So maybe though they get it. Maybe they maybe they get a year subscription or whatever to that software. Anywho, uh, last week when we. It, mere hours after we signed off uh brian kelly signed off from notre dame and headed down south to lsu and baton rouge at first like just the mere concept or the mere idea that he would leave notre dame for lsu it's kind of stunning but then you start thinking about well lsu did you know once hire nick saban from michigan state so that's a northern coaching connection Uh, Brian Kelly, it sounds like, was maybe thinking about leaving, according to Notre Dame's athletic director. So it wasn't like this was a surprise coming maybe internally. Uh, Certainly to the outside world, it seemed like Notre Dame was falling apart. But it's still just like, okay, Brian Kelly to LSU? still, Still a little surprising to me, I guess, that he would make this move. I don't know how his act, how his culture... Is going to really fit in down there in the SEC and at LSU?
1: I think Charlie, and you kind of said that last week. Uh, yep. He's never been south of Cincinnati.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and, and you're getting deep. You know how I feel about the folks down there, and uh, you're you're getting real deep, real deep in the weeds when you go down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So.
0: And that fake yeah, accent, really- my God.
1: <laughs> yeah, wherever he's gone, he's been good. Um, He's got results. So, doesn't sound like a very good person, but no. uh, he's a football coach. So, um, they're about winning championships, national titles. So, they've won a couple of years like the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. So, what we'll see is this is probably 60 years old. I think they're given at least a couple years. So, this will probably be his last stop, maybe.
0: I would think so, unless it doesn't go well and he recently you – know, like, comes back up at say like old Dominion or yeah um it,
1: it, it's interesting they would take a guy like that. And have the pits of you know, being down south. Like it's, it's apparently he never he'd never been to the state, I don't think, I think is what he said. <laughs> I think the first time he'd ever been in Louisiana, which I guess not recruiting down there, well they got some players. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happened? I think they got a pretty big game to start the, the deal off next year. Let me look it up quick. But, okay, uh, yeah, it it just LSU next year will play Florida State, so not really a big game. But I, okay, I <laughs> take that back. I take that back. And that's cupcake <laughs> to get started. Did and you, uh, did
0: you ever yeah. think we would say LSU Florida State or Florida State would not be the big game? I mean,
1: <laughs> Florida State not very good. So no,
0: no, they aren't. No, they no aren't.
1: we'll see what happens with LSU.
0: I just it, it again to me it just seemed a little surprising, but given LSU like all the off-field issues and stuff that happened under Ed Orgeron, like Brian Kelly ran a pretty good program regardless of how good he is as a person. Like Notre Dame was a clean program. Now granted, they have some of the higher standards in the country, I would argue. Um, but
1: I know only one camera guy died, so it's like you know what. Eh. Only one guy. Yeah, but, but the standard, the academic standards, and everything else.
0: Yeah, I so maybe that's where they're going. But anyway, that that's the news there. Notre Dame. Then I was like, oh, it's Luke Fickle from Cincinnati. You're gonna look at, and they're like, uh, no, we're gonna just hire internally. Marcus Freeman, uh, defensive coordinator gets the job because Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, stays put. The players all loved it. Apparently, he's a really good recruiter. Uh, this kind of, I think, surprised the fan base. But once they see this video of the team and stuff getting all energized and, and whatnot from it, and it doesn't sound like Brian Kelly's getting a lot of his coaching staff to come down with him to LSU. Uh, so that maybe tells you more about Brian Kelly as well and the, and the departure and whatnot. But the continuity factor for Notre Dame here is very good for them for in the future. The recruits seem to really like this this Freeman fellow, so this is a, a good hire for Notre Dame. It's not it I would say it's a surprising move because I don't think a lot of people saw this being an internal move. Uh it was Luke Fickle's job to lose, arguably, but if 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 the team if the players want to play for him and if the recruits are all coming in saying yeah we're excited about this guy he's he's great then it's a it's a slam dunk hire for Notre Dame
1: yeah they were very excited about it when they announced it and 35 years old i think this is his first year there
0: mm-hmm. so, i thought he was around a lot longer than that i didn't realize and i thought he had maybe more ties to notre dame so i'm that's also a bit of a surprising factor in all of this
1: Maybe it was at Cincinnati before that, and he was a linebacker at Ohio State. But he's been around the area, so good for him to get a job, big-time job, pretty uh, 35 years old, pretty early out of the shoot, and, and they should be fine. So it's uh, good, good for Notre Dame for for not coaching some other
0: some other coach. And, again, I think the continuity is, is big with Tommy Reese staying, and I think, again, that speaks to uh, Ryan Kelly, you know, if he's struggling to get – Guys to travel from South Bend to Baton Rouge, I think that says something as well about how he left and and whatnot. Then you have uh, or or Oklahoma, excuse me, getting Clemson defensive coordinator Brett Venables. Apparently, he used to be the coordinator at Oklahoma, so that's a I would say a good hire for Oklahoma. Uh, we'll see what this does now to Clemson. It feels kinda like the Clemson dynasty is coming to an end here, if we if it hadn't if it wasn't already.
1: Yeah, he was in Oklahoma for a long time before he came to Clemson. Mm-hmm. And he's been to Clemson a long time. So about time he gets shot here. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bold statement. Okay. Uh Sweeney Sweeney's gonna leave Clemson and he's going
0: to be the head coach of the Raiders.
1: The Raiders. He was on the Raiders sideline yesterday, why I don't know. Oh. Why he would be on the Raiders sideline? I don't know what, what is his what is his connection well,
0: to the Raiders. Well, Cle- I guess got Cle- the, the
1: receiver there.
0: Yeah, Cleveland, well Cleveland Farrell is a defensive end from Clemson. Uh he's on the Raiders. I think they have a few they have a few Clemson guys there on the team.
1: Uh, the receiver Hunter Renfro, they got a couple yep. other guys. Yep. So yeah. I don't know. That's probably not going to happen. But um, yeah, do you see? Say Clemson, or is, are they going to turn it around? Well, they, they could. Quarterback probably needs to be better. De- defense was not an issue this year for Clemson. Defense was not a problem. The offense was terrible. Mm-hmm. So, can you get a quarterback in there? Can you get things turned around?
0: He maybe needs well, to work the transfer portal a little bit.
1: Yeah, we will see. So. You know the, the, the Raiders. They like to make big splashes. So well, mm-hmm. we'll see what we'll see what the Raiders
0: do. And then the uh, the bizarre situation, I guess, involving Mario Cristobal from Oregon, and then in Miami's Miami native. Uh, but Manny Diaz was still under contract, and apparently they were in discussions with Mario Cristobal uh, while Manny Diaz was under contract. So. Eventually, as they're negotiating this new contract with Mario, they then fire Manny, and then like it's like minutes later they announce, "Hey, we have a new head coach." Well, it just like that's I don't know what Miami's doing, but they that's a the integrity factor again. You know, again showing up here. I what what the fuck Miami? What the ugh. Well, I'm not as upset as as some people with with
1: the coaches and everything going on. With the Miami situation, you got to make sure you get your guy because if he says, you know what, I'm going to stay at Oregon, it's like, well, fuck. We already fired our coach. You you don't take a new job unless you know uh, that you still got your old job. You don't quit your old job before you know you got your new job ready to go. So want to make sure we get our guy from Oregon so we're gonna keep our coach until we know, and then all right, coach.
0: They were out we recruiting stop. though. I think today or yesterday yeah. or something.
1: Also, side note on the recruiting. I see all these these guys. Championship Saturday, and Jim Harbaugh. He had an interview on ESPN, and they said, "Oh, right after this, I gotta go recruiting." And th- this guy's recruiting the Sunday after the after the championship games. I gotta recruit here. I'm going here. I'm going here. It's like, give it up. Jesus Christ. This mean, football is so goddamn stupid and, for me, unhealthy. Of, Oh, man, a big game yesterday. Got to get on the fucking road. Look at these players. Like, what, what are you going to do?
0: <laughs> I know. You visit
1: some player and say, you want to be on my fucking team? We just won the conference title. It's like, I I don't know. It, to me, it's... It, I could not do that. I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to waste my time.
0: I think that's why I'd rather be in the NFL than college football.
1: Yeah, it's like, fuck, i got to go to somewhere I don't want to be to get a kid I may or may not get. Mm-hmm. Like, Bill Self was up here a year or two ago in Sioux Falls looking at who the who the fuck knows what. I'm sure whoever he signed, he probably didn't get him. I don't know, maybe he did. But, like, what a, what a pain in the ass that's got to be. So... Recruiting, i got to go recruiting Sunday. God forbid you spend the night with your fucking family. Yeah. Got to go Sunday after the season. Got to go recruiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's stupid. Um, the Miami deal, you make sure you're, you know, you're not left without a coach. That'd be bad. Well, and you had a coach, though.
0: <laughs> they had a coach under contract before they fired him. Yeah, but if you fire him first and then
1: Mario doesn't want to come... Man, you're going to look like an
0: idiot. Well, so. absolutely. And so here's, I mean, this is such a bizarre situation. I think this is something that kind of played into why Oregon looked as bad as they did against Utah. It was also in part because Oregon's just not very good and Utah was playing really good football. But there's a, like, so they're talking about this. Uh, Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit are talking about this in the game or on during the game on friday about well i mean mario that seems like you know there's a little bit of question if is he going to stay or whatnot and meanwhile there is a story on espn.com that says sources they are planning in oregon is planning to offer an extension to mario and so they didn't even like really acknowledge that at all and that's the The report was, or like you know, the extension that Oregon was wanting to give to Mario was to try and keep him there, obviously, and not let him go to Miami. But it seemed like, oh, you know, why would you? Why is this a huge report then? If you're offering him an extension, is he accepting it or whatnot? And this story still permeates and stuff until. Today the or Sunday and then it's like oh Mario's uh, talking about assembling a staff or talking about oh we want to get rid of the turnover chain and that's a huge sticking point and then today it's oh Mario's accepting the job oh Manny Diaz you're fired like I, there's just so much to this like specific hire and the the storyline stuff that don't make a lot of sense it's just it it's just yucky that's how how I can describe this yucky.
1: Hopefully, people are not surprised at the lack of loyalty from Ryan Kelly or oh, whoever yeah. else. No, like they're going to take the point. money, or they're going to want to go to where they used to be or where they came from. Mm-hmm. So, and the players are going to do the same thing. They're going to transfer out if they see they're not going to play. They're going to transfer somewhere else. So,
0: I wish they well, would money, get the transfer. money, and
1: opportunity, and get a chance to play.
0: I wish they would get the transfer portal under control, though, specifically in college basketball. Like, hey, if. If you're recruited, like, you should only be able to leave in certain situations. A, like, if your coach leaves. B, if, uh, like, you're a graduate student and stuff, uh, or, you know, if you've already gotten your degree. Or, see, like, if medical, if you need to leave, like, to be closer to home for medical reason, for family reason. That's, that's fine. I wish they would do that. No, oh, I'm, so, oh, I'm so sorry I can't play. Like, Spencer Rattler, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm entering the transfer portal Uh, because I got benched you know what play better how about that you know just but at the same time now his head coach leaves so I get it it's just there's so much movement and the transfer portal benefits certain teams over than the others but you could say the same thing about recruiting as well
1: Uh, and something I've seen brought up a couple times not hugely but like Manny Diaz has been there what three four years
0: something like that yeah
1: And he was the head coach of Temple for two weeks before he said, fuck you, Temple. I'm going back to Miami. Because Mark Ricks resigned for health reasons. Yep. And he had just taken that Temple job two weeks earlier when he was the defensive coordinator of Miami. So he screwed Temple over pretty good. They thought they got a head coach.
0: Remember uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Beard, uh, now the University of Texas men's head basketball coach? um, Yeah. He was with Arkansas Little Rock and then got a deal with UNLV. And then the Texas Tech yeah. coach, uh, the spot came up, or the, the head coaching opening came up, and that was where he had been an assistant before and whatnot. He's like, okay, I need to go home here to to, the, to Lubbock. And it pissed off a lot of UNLV fans. So I I get that a little bit more, like if that's, if there's more of a connection, that's fine, but it's still, to your point, about, you know, Manny Diaz, you know, being at Temple and saying, nope, I'm headed to the U. I mean.
1: Only only be loyal to yourself. Do what you think is best for you. But Manny say, Diaz wants to take the Temple job and say two weeks later, never mind, I want to go back to Miami.
0: That's fine, but then let's not bring up as much. This colleges, like university presidents and coaches, talk about integrity or loyalty to like from your team and your players. Like, oh, I want guys who are loyal to each other. Then don't leave.
1: If Miami wants to hire Mario Cristobal while Manny Diaz is still there, that's fine. If Brian Kelly wants to leave Notre Dame, well, they've got a small chance to still be in the playoff. Go ahead, like. Whatever. you yep. know, they, Nobody's loyal. No, Everybody's about themselves. Right. About the money and, and everything else. So but they
0: just need nobody to stop. say,
1: oh, you should have stayed. Like, what? Brian Kelly, should he have stayed one more? Should he have stayed another week just in case they make the playoff? Mm-hmm. And maybe cost himself $100 million? Say, fuck that. I'm going to go. And while LSU is doing this, uh, they might say, LSU might say, you know what? We want Brian Kelly, but... Uh, we really don't want to wait another week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, too bad, Brian Kelly, you missed out. So, uh, I, I agree. I just
0: I don't want then every these universities and these head coaches talking about loyalty when they aren't loyal to them.
1: No, Damn. and the players ain't go wherever they want. Players want to go and transfer. Go ahead, because you're you in the dust if you can. And right. did Dan Mullen deserve to be fighter Florida? Like he did pretty well.
0: He was in the it, SEC championship game last year.
1: I can't. He's only in he six and six. They yeah. still don't have a quarterback. The quarterback left for the NFL, but six and six. I mean, they were not very good. We almost beat Alabama. Like, did, did he deserve to be fired after one not good season? I don't think so. But but they did. So,
0: and he almost beat Alabama twice in the SEC championship game, and then this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's, there is that. Uh, so, yeah, lots of lots going on here in college football. Uh, any other thoughts on championship week, bowl games, or, or anything like that?
1: Baylor beating Oklahoma State, I enjoyed
0: that tremendous,
1: uh, tremendously.
0: I did as well. I did as well.
1: Um, even though Baylor, we don't like Baylor, but uh, I, liked, uh, I don't like Oklahoma State. At the end of that game, I mean, you're a you're foot, you're foot short. Very exciting finish. Very Mm -hmm. exciting finish. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Michigan killed Iowa. That was good to see. Everybody, everything, everybody uh, liked
0: to see that. Yep. Would Minnesota Um, have given Michigan a better game? Who? Minnesota. Probably.
1: Like, Iowa can't score. It's so, it's just pathetic. It is. They can't score. Wisconsin would have been better. Minnesota would have been better. It, um... Iowa can't score. It's very embarrassing. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And uh, the point spread in that game was, I think, 44, 45. And Michigan scores a touchdown with, like, two minutes to go that. They didn't really need to, but they did, and that was the difference between the over and the under, which early on in that game, you would have thought it would have been under 44 because there wasn't much scoring in Iowa, barely scored at all. But it ended up going over. And in the uh, the ACC game, the old runner was like 72. And you know, look at that one. What was it, 21-14 right out of the gates? Yeah. You think, oh, that one's going to go over easy, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a entertaining game, more entertaining than the Big Ten because something happened. And uh, SEC, North Alabama was impressive. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, it was uh, nothing that I'll remember in, in a couple of weeks, but it was it was, it was all right.
0: The cool thing about what Michigan did, and that's going to lead us into the Vikings talk here, is that Michigan scored 42. Well, that's the the jersey number of the kid who uh, charged the school shooter at Oxford High there in Michigan last week and died uh, tragically, along with what three, four other students and a teacher. Uh, so it was cool. I, th- I think I think almost that played more into Michigan like Probably. wanting to get to to get to 42 for that. So that was really cool. And, and, uh, the Detroit lions honored, uh, Meyer and all and the, all of the, uh, the Oxford, um, uh, the people who died there. Yeah. The students, the teacher who died in that, uh, that, the just awful school shooting. It's just, it, how many is too many? Uh, one is too many, but it just, it, it, it's commonplace now that this happens, but uh, it's very rare that you get uh, the parents charged with involuntary manslaughter. But it, it sounds like no one can vouch for them, so these appear to be a couple of yucks. Um, so that's good, uh, but it's just it's just, it's a bad situation all the way around. But the Lions honored them uh, on Sunday, and they were wearing Oxford High shirts. Kirk Cousins was wearing one. And then the Lions end up beating the Vikings 29-27. to 27. I had a bad feeling about this game going in. Uh, the Vikings looked lifeless in the first half. When you're missing as many defensive starters as they are, it's not surprising, I guess, that they struggled as badly as they did. But, I mean, for crying out loud, then you lose Adam Thielen early on in the game. Uh, I just I have no idea what the hell Mike Zimmer was doing that final drive with all this prevent defense bullshit. It's so terrible. And then the final play specifically, you called him out, then to rush three guys, drop eight back, all of, like all eight guys not like by guard the freaking end zone, you dumbasses! Like it's just I don't get it. Harrison Smith was a tenth of a second off from either sacking Jared Goff or forcing a fumble on that play that, you know, Bashad Breeland arguably maybe should have come up with an interception, so that could have ended the game right there. But Mike Zimmer's got to go. That You don't call timeout then to play a prevent defense from the 12-yard line. Come on. Yeah, he's
1: going to get fired. You have, um, you have to. Monday after the season, he'll, he'll
0: be done. I, if they don't beat the Steelers on Thursday, he's fired on Friday. I think.
1: It, uh, yeah, they lost. I well, yeah, knew it would be close. Pittsburgh Thursday, it's gonna be close. All of these games are gonna be close. Yep. I don't know. I mean, this night—I've never seen a team. I don't think anybody's seen a team like this. They—they they're, beat the Packers two weeks ago. Yep. They're good enough to compete with anybody. But they're not good enough to beat bad teams by any significant margin. Mm-hmm. I don't. There's like a uh, you, you flip a switch. Oh, we're down twenty to six. Look, we better get going here. Mm-hmm. We're down two touchdowns. And what do they do? Bam, bam, bam. They're back in the game. Yep. Like oh, we're playing Cardinals Packers, pretty close. I, I just I don't do I, I don't know what that is.
2: I don't either. I I, I don't know what that is, where every
1: game you you play up and down to the the opponent, the level of competition, I don't know what that is. They clearly got a lot of talent. I I don't know. Kirk Cousins did fine. He was good. He had the one fumble, the one turnover.
0: And that shouldn't have happened. That was a changing point in the game. And the officiating, like, if you have a sky judge here, he should be able to see that, like, hey, there's a face mask yeah. here. you got to call that. I mean, it's not – it wasn't a bl- like a little brush against Kirk's face. It was – he was yanked. Like, isn't the the official should be looking at that – at Kirk the entire time. The referee there, Craig – is it Craig Rolstead? I think that's who it was. He's looking at him. I, how do you not call that? Because as a result of that, then Kirk fumbles it. The Lions get it. They score a touchdown. If it was seven to six, I believe, at the time of that that happened, the Vikings were driving. They're going to get at least a field goal, make it nine seven. That changes the whole complexion of this game. The officiating has to be better. I'm not saying that that's the reason why the Vikings lost. It's not. It's terrible defense on that final drive. It's not putting any pressure on there. It's not having Patrick Peterson or Eric Kendricks or Anthony Barr or some of these other you know guys. And losing Adam Thielen at the, the at the beginning of the game certainly didn't help. But this is a blatant call that was missed. Like this is obvious. And Aaron Rodgers gets this. Patrick Mahomes gets this call. Uh, I mean, Tom Brady's going to get this call. Kirk Cousins is playing well enough where he should deserve that call. Any quarterback should deserve the call. But this, Kirk Cousins, I don't understand how you miss it. That's so bad.
1: Yeah, I don't care who the quarterback is. Like, again, this is easily correctable. You, like you said, you have a guy in the booth watching the game that can buzz down and say, oh, guys, you missed that uh, face mask there. And it's uh, uh, no doubt there was a face mask, so uh, – we're going we're gonna to stop this plane you're gonna call a face mask yeah. on this. And there's no reason why you wouldn't do that but again NFL doesn't want to. they could it'd be easy there's there's no effort put into that and right. you could do that and you could get calls right not to so if they don't care I don't care.'t say all right should, that should have been a penalty. A lot of different calls could have been called.
0: I mean, it's. The Raiders of Washington game, 17 15 Washington. The Raiders get it on first and 10, and and, uh, Derek Carr chucks it deep to, I believe it was Zay Jones. And his jersey's getting held. It's pretty blatant, it's pretty obvious. No call. Raiders end up losing the game. Uh, but if the if you had a sky judge there, you can be like, hey guys, that jersey was getting tugged, you probably should call that. Boom. Sets up the Raiders, they win the game on a last-second field goal. Like, you don't want to do yep. that for everything, but there are very obvious calls that are being missed. Or like, like, I don't understand how Adam Thielen's catch against San Francisco last week wasn't a catch. And they looked at that, and I still don't understand that. But. Right. So, it's... It, stuff just doesn't make sense. The officiating's bad. And again, it, it's not the reason why the Vikings lost the game. But it was a turning point, potentially, because instead of 7-6, or eventually 14-6, Vikings could have been up 9-7, 13-7, seven, seven, 12 seven, 14, Something. They could have been up by a lot more.
1: You just want the game to be called accurately and as fairly as possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if we see something like that, that's very easily correctable, and it's not called then that's disappointing that that's not... that the rules are not in place for that yep. to be correctable. Yep. And on that last play, you have... there were four receivers. They did not send out a running back. Running back was there, but he stayed in the... Uh, by the quarterback. So you have four receivers. You have eight defensive backs. You can literally put two defenders on every receiver.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the receiver was open. Like, you're in the end zone. You're backpedaling. You're in the end zone. You're 15 yards away from the line of scrimmage. You're in the end zone. Yeah. And it was a fairly easy catch. It was. Put one, like, press them at the line. Why are you and then even have, of a, have a guy behind you and say, all right, press him at the line, bump them, do whatever, be on them, play man-to-man defense, defend at your receiver, and then behind you there's a guy... Who's also going to defend him as well? Mm-hmm. So if you get beat, there's another guy back there, and you could maybe help out if you get beat to recover. Just bad all around. Yeah. So
0: why are you giving him a ten yard cushion? Like it's just.
1: And at that point, with, with that with that defense, you may as well fucking blitz seven or eight. Yeah. With that defense, what's the fucking point of not doing that? Right. Because because sending eight back there, sure as hell didn't make. Any difference. So that was disappointing. The worst Justin part is Jefferson.
0: That, yeah, The worst part is they called a timeout to get to that play. Like they were playing yeah, before, and then you're just going to play prevent again. And yeah, it, it totally wrecked a, a day that Justin Jefferson had a marvelous game and had to do it solo because, again, Adam Thielen got hurt. And they were, I mean, you, you, they, every
1: time it seemed like they threw him the ball, he was wide open. Yes. And I go, like, oh, is this guy just an outstanding route runner and they just can't keep up with him and he just screws them into the ground and they just can't figure him out? Some of that. But then I look at a couple replays and whatever cornerback is on him just lets him go. Whether mm-hmm. that's zone defense or what the fuck you call it. Like, oh, there's a linebacker. There's a safety behind me. He'll pick him up. No, they won't. Because he's thinking the same thing you're thinking. Oh, that guy behind me will pick him up. Oh, that guy in front of me, he'll pick him up. None of you picks him up. I don't know what's so difficult about just staying with your guy. And there were multiple times in that game, Justin Jefferson just fucking ran past his defender.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the defender didn't even. Didn't even. Uh, <laughs> so yeah they didn't even attempt to defend him hmm yeah nice. so Sounds i don't it doesn't make be... any sense to me yeah Thielen's out jefferson's great so i don't know like defense. so like what are you doing if you let him go you're not you're not doing anything so this doesn't seem very difficult to me right but apparently but apparently it is
0: yeah a lot of people seem to be blaming Kirk Cousins here. I'm not going to blame Kirk Cousins. This is this is entirely You're on the coaching staff and the defense. I do think it is a good thing that the Vikings are playing on Thursday night because the way this game, like you you can't, uh, you you have to have a short memory here. Like you can't have time to dwell on it. It's like okay, we got to get right back at it. We play Thursday night, so I do think it's a benefit. It's kind of like I'm hopeful that if this is similar to what the Bills went through. A couple weeks ago, after they got shellacked at home by the Colts, they had to go on the road on Thanksgiving and they throttled the Saints in New Orleans. I know the Vikings aren't going to throttle the Steelers, but I'm hopeful that they at least play well enough here to keep it close, if not win at the end and stuff, because they don't have time to dwell and worry about this. you got to get a win here.
1: Steelers, Steelers aren't very good.
0: They aren't, but yet they somehow I get. Decolades. I get, You
1: can't predict these games because it comes down to the final two minutes every single game. All right, Kirk Cousins let them down. They scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's too much time left, and Detroit scored final play of the game. When they played a couple months ago, Detroit scored with, like, what, 30, 40 seconds left. It's thought, all they won. Yep. Then the Vikings come back, they get a field goal, and they win it. Mm-hmm. So it's like winning and losing is is what it comes down to, but I don't feel any better or worse after this game than I did when they won against Detroit. If the Vikings miss that field goal, they lose to Detroit. Then, yeah. If the Vikings make a stop on the last play, they win this game. Comes on to the last play of the game.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like, all right, what? Uh, Baltimore went for two. They didn't get it. If they get it, if they get it. They win. If they didn't. They lost. Mm-hmm. The game played out the way it did. I don't feel any better. That they won, but when they win, it's like, all right, we won, move on to next week. But then when we lose, it's like, well, this happened and this happened and this we lost because of that. And, and everybody does that and every team does that. Why did you lose? Well, we lost because of these penalties and this miscall call and we didn't do this right and we didn't do that right. When you win, we just forget about that. It's like, you know, we won. We won because we made that play and that play we won. And we're happy now. We move on. So
0: sure, hope that the Vikings get their starting offensive lineman back uh, because that Steelers defense is awfully good. Uh, it'll work against the Lions. It won't work against the Steelers. So uh, we'll and see. Rashad
1: Hill is so bad. Like you can't, you can't put him out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this Udo sucks as well. Like, again, he's another guy. It seems like they've got one guy every year. Yeah, it's like how is this guy on a fucking roster?
0: I don't. He's better though than what they had last year. Or, like, the Yeah,
1: and, and, and they and they moved him over because Rashad Hill's so fucking terrible that like you can't put him out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, all right, we're going to. And people are like, well, yeah, you made a mistake there in the offensive line. It's like, I don't know. You want Rashad Hill out there? No.
0: Well, and they only had to put Udo out there because Christian Darasaw has a hurt ankle. And hopefully. Uh, hopefully these guys – so I'm hopeful that, you know, they were holding Kendricks out, holding Barr out, holding Derrissaw out. Oh, because, because they thought they could win, yeah, but they couldn't. Exactly. So, like, they're holding them out for this Thursday night game. Zimmer said, oh, I expect to get some of my defensive starters back. Well, we can't necessarily uh, keep you at your word because you thought Hunter just had a little strained neck last year and then he went on IR and never played a snap. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. Good thing they played – Good thing they play Thursday night. That's all I can say, and hopefully they get a win against uh, the Steelers team that seems to have risen back from the dead, uh, but hopefully the Vikings can put them back down and uh, just get a win. Just need a win. Get this bad taste. Everyone wants to win. Uh, they're tired of this losing nonsense, so hopefully they come out and play. This will never good.
1: happen, but get rid of Thursday night football. Nobody w- I don't say nobody watches it because they do, but nobody likes it. I, get rid of Thursday night
0: football. I like it. You It's know, it. it I don't no. understand this argument because the Cowboys and Lions do it every year on Thanksgiving, and before we added Thursday Night Football, it's like, oh, it's such an honor to play on Thursday. You know, on Thanksgiving? You know, what the hell's the difference?
1: Just the injuries. Like it's ridiculous to play a football game on a Sunday and then you're playing again on a Thursday. That's just ridiculous.
0: You get another. I don't care about anyway. like
1: that's just ridiculous that 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 happens, and the games are usually not any good. Because you're playing three or four days after you just played. Of course, the games aren't going to be good and the matchups aren't any good either. So, Thursday Night Football continues. My guy, Taysom Hill, just lit up the Cowboys something fierce.
0: <laughs> yeah, four interceptions.
1: Uh, I mean, fuck. Just wasting our time with him. Um, I mean, you, you expect the Vikings to, to beat the Lions, but lose to the Packers, and just the opposite happened. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you. You can probably lose one more game and be in the playoff race. Yep. You know, you got to beat the Bears twice. They're not going to beat the Bears twice. No. Nope. They'll lose at Chicago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: See, if they beat Pittsburgh, they got the Packers again. You're not going to win that game. And you're probably not going to beat the Rams. You, yeah. Probably well, close. Maybe, 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 I mean, they have yet to be blown out this year. Mm-hmm. And they, I think then they still had a six-point lead in this game. So we'll see if that streak continues, but it doesn't matter. Delvin Cook can be in or out. Defensive guys can be in and out. Defensive guys were there the first time and they won by what? 2 points, 1 point. Mm-hmm. So, I it doesn't matter who the players are. Game will be close and I just don't care. To as put, I say every
0: week. To put a bow on this, so Dan Campbell gave the game ball uh, his first if it's his first ever win as a head coach, gave a game ball to um, to the Oxford uh, high school or community so that was pretty cool and you read off the names and, and stuff it was pretty emo- it was emotional so
1: and good good for detroit to win a game because i don't yeah. think they're going to win one the rest of the way probably and they've been close they've been very close three or four times
0: yep yeah they've lost on three uh walk-off field goals this year so, so
1: yeah uh, they could they could be four and eight, four, yeah. nine, four and seven
0: yep uh, anything else from the NFL stand out to you this week?
1: Ravens aren't good.
0: No. And they lost their best corner, Marlon Humphrey. He's done for the year.
1: But they're an 8-4 team. That should be a 4-8 and eight team. Mm-hmm. Should have lost to the Chiefs. Should have lost to the Lions. Yep. Should have lost, uh, it was a Monday night game They came back. Colts. It's a bad team, the Colts. Yep. So, yeah, they, they're not very good. I'm um, interested in the game tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, windy as fuck it looks like. They had some snow shower. thing. it's going to be fine for the game. I wish it was snowing, but, uh, this extreme winds in Buffalo.
2: hmm
1: Um, show me something big Wyoming. Win, win this game.
0: I
2: would
1: prefer... Win this game, because if, if you're not, this game, uh, winner, the, uh, if you lose this game, you're not going to win the division. Right. And New England's probably going to be the fucking one seed.
0: I would prefer so. big Wyoming not have a good game, because they need to win the fantasy. Uh, but that's unlikely
1: him, what him and Emmanuel Sanders need 27. Yeah, it's,
0: it seems Which like... Which you he would made,
1: think uh, they would get, but it is what the conditions are this, very windy.
0: Javante will fuck Teddy Bridgewater for his uh, just constantly dumping it down. You know, throw to, throw to Jerry Judy, damn it. Throw to Noah. Right, but I need
1: you to lose, because I won. I, I need know. you to lose. we got, yeah. what, two weeks to go? Yep. I'm a game behind. Yep. Pat Mahomes, just another turd of a performance. Yep. Jefferson... Amazing. Dallas Goddard, I picked him up for the first time. Yeah. Had this fucking game of his career. hmm. Daryl Henderson, knowing he touched the ball, he's hurt. So, we're trying to get to the playoffs here. So, yeah, NFL, just uh, nobody knows who's good. They're all, they're just all the same. There's five NFC teams above 500. There's what, 11 or 12? AFC teams at or above 500. Dolphins have won five in a row. They should beat the Jets next week to make it six. So, mm-hmm. Dolphins are back in it at seven and seven.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, Gardner Minshew is better than at least ten team starters right now. Probably because he wasn't a first-round pick and he was like a six-rounder.
0: Sure was. I mean,
1: he's, he's doing better than the Heisman Trophy winner in Jacksonville right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah, but he was playing the game. I mean,
1: so. they're not very good. No, and I mean the. I mean, he. I would. I wouldn't mind him as the Vikings' quarterback. You wouldn't have to pay him twenty million a year. You know, there were ten teams I rattled off. You know, the Jets, yeah. Washington, Carolina, the Saints, Denver. They'd all have an upgrade with Gardner Minshew. So good for Philadelphia, I have a quality backup. So he's not a top ten quarterback, but I think he's. Better than than most, mm-hmm. so hopefully he can go somewhere and and do something because I think he's this is his third year and he, his first two years were more than fine for a terrible team
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he was he's the best quarterback in that class I forget who was in that class but he's better than all of them <laughs> so and he was a what sixth rounder so sucks for him but hopefully he gets to gets to go somewhere someday and and get to get some money
0: couple of college basketball thoughts here. Uh, Gonzaga losing again to Alabama. So Alabama, really, the football team with the second best win of the day on yeah. Saturday. No, no, no. Alabama's basketball team, very, very good. They beat number three Gonzaga there in Spokane. I think Gonzaga. Gonzaga's not as good as they were last year, even though they have Drew Timmy and this, uh, you know, Chet Holmgren's really good. But, uh, I mean, Jalen Suggs was kind of the, the straw that stirred that drink. Not having him there hurts, it, so maybe the point guard position's not as great. But you lost to Duke and Alabama. These are two highly ranked teams. Can't take – a. I mean, Gonzaga's still really, really good, and I fully expect them to make it to the Final Four. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot that's uh, happening in, in college basketball. A lot of teams – Purdue. Purdue, I, I, I got to buy in on Purdue. Have you seen this guy that they have, Purdue? Uh, no. This this uh ed guy holy crap he he's guard? seven foot four inches he's four a big son of a gun he can jump uh, does he he doesn't really need to but he's very what do you say? He's, he's seven four he's seven foot oh, that's
1: a problem i have not seen purdue and there's nothing purdue can do to where i won't say is i'm cautious about purdue
0: because of players that are not there anymore, so they're, they're number one. They're I get it. One. Zach Eady is his name. The seven foot four guy. They have you know, Jaden Ivey is a good uh, perimeter player, good guard for them. They have. They're they're so tall. Their their shortest guy on this team is six foot one or five foot ten. Excuse me. They have a five foot ten senior. Then it's six foot one. Then six foot three, they just have. They're just tall. They're just a very tall, lengthy team. Number one for the first time ever in program history. So congrats to them. Uh, I'm I'm cautiously buying in on Purdue. This team, barring injury, they look really good.
1: I want to get into North Carolina again because they're my team, and I want to get into them again. Mm -hmm. Whether they're going to win a Win a national title. But they'll be plenty good. And they played Georgia Tech last night. Beat them pretty good. And they should be a good team. They're not uh, They're not ranked. I think they're pretty good, though. They're not really even getting any votes, I don't think. Which they haven't really lost to anybody bad. They should be like 11-3, and 12-3. They got UCLA here in a couple of weeks. They'll so probably lose that one. But they should win their next six or seven besides that. So... I want to uh, – because every, every game of theirs is basically on TV. Mm-hmm. It's not on an ESPN. It's on the uh, ACC network. So I would like to get involved with them again. Uh, yeah, i got to figure out who the fuck the players are first. They've got a couple of yeah, – got R.J. Davis.
0: Because they still have uh, Baycott, don't they?
1: Uh, yep. they got Baycott. And they've got uh, Caleb Love. Seems like Love – And Davis, their top two guys. I got that uh, Armando Baycott. They got this whole white guy.
0: Kessler, uh, Mm -hmm. he left. uh, I think he's at Auburn now.
1: I got this Brady Manick, who's a 6'9", white guy. Kind of a goofy-looking guy with this Amish red beard, (laughs) long red hair. He kind of stuck out. He was good. So, yeah, I want to get to know more of these guys from... Uh, from North Carolina because I think they'll be fine, and I want to watch them more. So I, two yeah, things, Gophers.
0: Okay. Sco- Sorry, yeah. go ahead.
1: Yeah, Gophers are seven and zero. They got Michigan State this week, so we'll beat them at home. Be in the top twenty-five, and then our friend T.J. Altselberger still wins at Iowa State. So
0: yeah, yep, he's playing.
1: Yeah, I, I can't say I'll ever root for him. They got. Uh, no, but they and I were this week, so I, I am never a fan of his.
0: No, we're not a fan, but there's no doubt how like he's done a great job with that team so far this year. They were not expected to be this good or compete, and they they're doing that. Same with uh, with Ben Johnson at Minnesota. I mean, yeah. you go on the road and beat uh, Pittsburgh's not a good team, but you still have to go on the road, win that game in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. So that was good, but the that's a great road win at Mississippi State. Mississippi State's a, a bubble team. They lose the, that game. This That could be the game that sends uh, Mississippi State out of the tournament. A couple of teams that I don't think right now are making the tournament that I thought were locks at the beginning of the season. Virginia and Oregon. Oregon's done. They can't score. Uh, Virginia? I, they needed a, a last-second bucket to just to beat Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh loses two one-point games this last week. I... I I I don't know what uh, what uh, Virginia can do, but they, they, hey. Virginia looks eh. a little shaky. Yeah, eh. eh. they they look shaky. Not good, not good.
1: Hopefully, when it get to tournament time, you know there seems to be five or six teams that can do something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Purdue, Baylor, Duke, Gonzaga, Villanova, UCLA. We'll see. Yeah. You know. Um be Air Arizona looks for it pretty good. Arizona. Yes. Yep. They haven't been good in a few years. So game of the week this week's on Sunday at 2 o'clock. It's Villanova at Baylor.
0: Oh, give me the Novas.
1: I'll take Baylor. It's at 2 o'clock on a Sunday on ABC. Not a great time slot, but whatever.
0: Uh, speaking of Villanova, that's who the Jackrabbit football team will be taking on this Saturday. Uh, they. Tale of two halves. Jackrabbits crush Sacramento State in the first half. They're just have, they're having their way with them. They were up twenty-four to nothing at one point. Give up a field goal late in the second quarter. There, I think at, at the at the final uh, gun, twenty-four to three at the half, and then second half, their offense was terrible. They couldn't run the ball. Social media was just all uh, a Twitter about this, pun intended. Uh, Matt Zimmer was kind of like, hey, what, what's going on here? The coach, uh, you know, even I think. Uh, Coach Stig, after the game, was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to look into that." Uh, but the guys played hard. Here's an idea: you have the two best, you have the best running back combo in the country at the FCS level. You even have a better running back combo than a vast majority of teams at the FBS level. Run the damn ball behind the 6'05 Hogs with Isaiah Davis and Pierre Strong Jr. And then mix in the pass. You got great tight ends and great wide receivers. But you don't need, that doesn't need to be the sole focus. Run the damn ball.
1: They should get about 40 carries a game between them, at least 40, 45. Yes. And when you're up, I mean, let that clock run. Yes. If they can stop you, go ahead. Yes. They won. I think they're going to be hilling over this week, and they'll play Sam Houston.
0: I agree. Sam uh, Sam Sam Houston Houston almost
1: lost. Yeah, to
0: to incarnate word.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I think they should win this week and go to the semi They're much better than an unseated team. 10th, mm-hmm. 11th, wherever you would put them there. They're a top-five team.
0: Yep. So. Agreed. Uh, basketball on the road this week. The men are on the road at uh, Idaho and Washington State. So, gotta got to get that win at Idaho. And if you can beat Washington State... That'd be all the better. The women are at home against Missouri State uh, Monday night, and then Kansas State on Saturday, you will be at that game, correct?
1: I think so. We're going to go there. No, I should win that one. So
0: Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, uh, Maya Selen didn't play in the last game. They lost to Northern yeah. Iowa, so hopefully she um, can play here soon. Come and, yeah, come back. I know she's been playing a few games, but... Uh, neater and full force for the for the Jacks to make a legit run at the NCAA tournament here as an at large one would assume because USD probably gonna win when uh, when the Summit League. So that's it. Yeah. That. Uh, Bulls still looking good in the NBA, so that's good. Uh, LeBron James is a little B with an itch, and uh, uh, Timberwolves are looking good. So yeah. That's uh anything from the NBA that uh we need to discuss.
1: DeMar DeRozan has COVID, so he'll be out for a while. We
0: that's uh point.
1: Memphis beat Oh yes New Orleans by a lot.
0: Seventy-three points. Biggest ever. Huge, huge. I mean Oklahoma City's bad, but it, it and they Memphis did this without John Morant. Very odd. And Houston's won five or six in a row. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't nope. make sense. Um, gotta tell you, I I feel a little bit better about these Timberwolves here. Uh, yeah, hopefully they should get into that play-in tournament thing. I would hope. Mm-hmm.
1: So, they're playing. They're playing better.
0: They are, and they 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 almost beat Brooklyn without Carl Anthony Towns. So that's uh significant there i would say uh let's just see anything looking here. sacramento kings are a disaster the lakers i just i don't trust them at all the, the hawks are getting back in it what's happened to the knicks we um uh, yeah not not much else there anything else we need to get to before we say so long
1: heisman finalists uh can he pick it from pits C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Yep. Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Okay. Andrew winner, Bryce Young from Alabama. Yep. Uh, Kenneth Walker didn't make it from uh, Michigan State. So
0: I surprised Davis, the, the big bastard from Georgia, didn't make it either. Uh, he was oh. good. I, it, look, It's Bryce Young's now. It was wide open, and yep. then Bryce Young put up 400-some-odd yards and four touchdowns against Georgia in the SEC championship game. That cemented it for me. I I would, I think Kenny Pickett's Kenny Pickett probably should have gotten more attention for his season than he did for Pitt. But, um, yeah, after what Bryce Young did, you, you got to give it to him.
1: be the winner. Uh, Medina Spirit died. Yes. So. Kentucky Derby winner, three years old, dead. Heart attack probably
0: dies after a workout so
1: there you go and uh tony oliva to jim cott make the hall of fame yesterday so that's good
0: that is very good congratulations to twins. some positive news uh hey. with the uh, baseball being in a lockout so you can turn off the hot soap stack and we won't need it for a long time so. well do i need to keep it on for the for the you head know. coaching news in college football
1: no that's that's something else that's uh, just an electric stove okay uh don't need to chop any more wood don't need to uh, turn it off. Save it. Don't need to do anything else.
0: Well, if if Mike Zimmer gets fired here, then oh, I'll uh, then I'll maybe need to see if he needs help down at his ranch.
1: I'm excited to see who they get and what names. I'm sure Eric enemy will be there since he was with us. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, I would I would guess he might be the guy.
0: Him or right. I want I want to make a play at Kyle Shanahan.
1: I don't. He's not coming here. I don't want him.
0: I want him. I want him. It's him or Beanie. It's it, those two. If you get B enemy, you got to keep Andre Patterson as defensive coordinator. Keep that continuity.
1: And next year, quarterback will be his last year. They so will move
0: on from him. But that's why Kyle Shanahan is intriguing because he.
1: I don't. He he wouldn't. I don't. I don't think he would leave.
0: He wanted Mac Jones. Kirk Cousins. He wanted Mac and Jones this year and got talked into Trey Lance. Look who look and granted, Trey Lance could Mac, be very, very, Jones very would good. Be better. But Mac Jones has been stellar with New England.
1: I would prefer Kirk Cousins go to there instead of their coach coming here.
0: Well, that's that's fair. But then who are the, who's the Vikings' quarterback?
1: It's not anybody. Developed. Gardner
0: Minshew. That's wow. what. This team's too good to have Gardner Minshew.
1: Would we be any better or worse with him as our quarterback? Would There's... our record be better or worse than five and seven? Uh would we have won a game by more than three points this year?
0: I don't know. It depends on how. Does the defense play any different with Gardner Minshew than playing versus Kirk Maybe. Cousins?
1: Oh, there's like a second and twenty. They threw it a pass to the fucking running back. Just right out of the gate, it's lost two yards. This annoys the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'd like him to get a shot.
0: No um, team. No team is worse at to, at uh, screen passes. And because they don't have any blockers out there. Oh, and they're terrible at two-point conversions. Like, that's the other thing, too. Vikings could have won that game by going for, if they convert, even one two-point conversion.
1: And only C.J. Ham didn't get a catch. So that's good.
0: He's good. He's very good. Yeah. All right, my friend. Well, you have a great uh, rest of your week. Enjoy Army-Navy on Saturday. Oh, Oh, my
1: God. The worst game of the year every year. Thank you.
0: Uh, Thank you. I, I'm sorry. You aren't going to be able to watch it unless you record it. You'll be at Frost Arena to watch. The me, right. Good baby. Good baby enough.
1: Good baby.
0: That is good. But you have a good week. Uh, I think the weather's supposed to get a little warm, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week.
2: All right. We'll see you later.
0: Travis Crins, joining me here, Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time, as, as always. So great stuff there. A lot of college football talk with the college football playoff. They had coaching news. Got some bowl games. We're going to talk more college football here. Congrats to the Lions for winning. Uh, Again, in light of everything, they're at Oxford High School. Nice of the Lions to win, but at the expense of the Vikings, that's so bad. Vikings, you got to win on Thursday night, but not very hopeful on that. So we'll wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast with a look uh, back at at Week 13 in the NFL and make some early picks for Week 14 in the NFL. Uh, We'll begin last Thursday night. The Cowboys go into New Orleans, get the win over the New Orleans Saints, 27-17. Wasn't a great day for the Cowboys offense, but uh, going up against Taysom Hill through four interceptions. He did have a couple of touchdowns, ran for over 100 yards, but the Saints offense still struggling. The Cowboys get a pick six in this one. They get the win, but there are still issues on the Cowboys offense, no, no, no doubt about it. Sunday then, Travis and I discussed it. The Lions beat the Vikings 29-27. Amonra St. Brown with the touchdown catch. Uh, whatever defense that was, if you could call it defense, by the Vikings. Uh, Lions get their first win of the season, and the Vikings' season is on the brink of disaster if it isn't already. We'll get to that pick here in a moment for uh, Thursday night's game. Arizona beats Chicago Bears. Welcome back, Kyler Murray. Welcome back, DeAndre Hopkins. Murray accounted for four touchdowns, two through the air, two on the ground, one in the air going to DeAndre Hopkins on a fourth and two early in the game. Cardinals get the win, 33-22 over the Bears. They pick off Andy. and 0 on the road. All seven wins have been by 10 or more points. That's rather amazing. Buccaneers get the win over the Falcons, 30-17. First drive of the game for the Buccaneers, 13 plays, all passes. Tom Brady torched the, the Falcons' secondary uh a little sluggish in the second half but the Buccaneers do get the win 30 to 17 uh they, there was a pick six at the end of the first half by the Falcons to get to cut the lead to three but the Falcons couldn't do anything in the second half and the Buccaneers get the win to improve to nine and three Dolphins get their fifth win in a row over the this uh to improve to six and seven this win over the New York Giants 20 to nine uh Glennon started for the Giants so they didn't have Daniel Jones offense just it's not there for the for the Giants so the the Dolphins get the win 20-9 to Chargers go into the jungle and get a big win over the Cincinnati Bengals 41-22 to Justin Herbert lit the Bengals on fire early on in this game uh, the Bengals did try to come back they were down 24 to nothing. they made it 24-22 failed to get a two-point conversion and they got that was all the closer they got because the Chargers then forced a fumble early in the fourth quarter, ran it back for a touchdown, and that pretty much put the game away. They would tack on 10 more points and get a 41-22 victory over the Bengals. Eagles, no Jalen Hurts, no problem. Gardner Minshew, the second, gets a start, and he looked really good. This game was crazy. Touchdowns back and forth to start this game. I think they were like, on the first five or six possessions between the two teams, there were six touchdowns. The Jets just couldn't, make an extra point uh that's a problem uh the jets get or the eagles get the win 33 to 18 dallas goddard over 100 yards receiving two touchdowns in this one for the eagles who improved to six and seven colts shut out the texans 31 to nothing tyrod taylor gets injured in this game late in the fourth quarter davis mills replaces him. didn't matter jonathan taylor 143 yards rushing and two touchdowns colts get the easy 31 nothing win they outscored the texans this season 62 to three in their two meetings. Washington football team goes to Vegas and uh, comes out winners 17 to 15. Not a great game offensively for them or for either team. The Raiders, uh, Derek Carr should be better than what he was, but the Washington football team's defense did a good job on him. The Raiders did have a 15-14 lead late after Taylor Heineke threw an interception. Washington drove down and scored. Looked like the Raiders were going to have a chance, though, to perhaps win the game late, but The officials missed a blatant pass interference penalty uh, that would have set the Raiders up in prime position, and Washington goes on to win 17-15. Rams get the win over the Jaguars, 37-7. Jalen Ramsey uh, had a good game against his former squad. There, I mean, the Rams still have some issues offensively. Uh, They looked a little out of sync, but Cooper Cup had eight catches for 129 yards and a touchdown in this one. He was great, and the Rams get the easy victory. Steelers get the win over Baltimore 20-19. Steelers offense couldn't do anything until the fourth quarter when Ben Roethlisberger hooked up with Deontay Johnson for two touchdowns. Deontay Johnson had eight receptions for 105 yards and those two scores. The Ravens drove down late and scored a touchdown, went for two, and Lamar Jackson's pass to Mark Andrews just went off his fingertips. If he had caught it, he would have probably walked in for a touchdown, or for the the two-point conversion and the Ravens would have got the win as it stands though the Sealers win 20 to 19 and bad news for the Ravens the injury bug keeps hitting them star cornerback Marlon Humphrey is out for the year with a shoulder injury Seahawks they get back on the winning track they beat the San Francisco 49ers 30 to 23 the uh, this game started out with a very bad injury to Trenton Cannon uh, for the 49ers on the opening kickoff he had to leave in an ambulance then we had a special teams touchdown by travis homer on the very first possession for the seahawks on a fake punt we went back and forth there were a, there was a the seahawks looked like they were going to win this game late uh, but gerald Everett fumbled a catch inside the five yard line 49ers recovered they drove all the way down the field seahawks had a goal line stand and, and prevail with the victory And the 49ers uh, waste a great game by George Kittle. 12 catches for 181 yards and two scores. Chiefs get the win over the Broncos on Sunday Night Football, 22-9. Chiefs offense started out great in this game, then fizzled out. But the defense had a pick six by Daniel Sorensen. He's been a much maligned safety for them this season. Um, So Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos offense couldn't do anything. Javante Williams, though, had a good game. So he is the future at back, it looks like. For the Denver Broncos. And then in the weird weather game on Monday Night Football in Buffalo. We'll talk about this game for years to come. Uh, The the winds, 25 to 35 miles an hour. Gusting up to 50 or 55. The Patriots throw the ball just three times. Completing two of them for 19 yards. They run it 46 times. Damian Harris had a big touchdown run. They beat the Bills 14 to 10. Only a couple turnovers in this one. But kicks were a struggle. The Bills just... Couldn't had a chance late, but Josh Allen threw two incomplete passes, and they couldn't get it. So the Patriots get the win over the Bills. Now let's head to week 14. It begins Thursday night football in Minneapolis. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Minnesota Vikings, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on Fox. If the Vikings had just beaten the Lions, I'd feel so much better about this game. But there's no Adam Thielen, no Dalvin Cook, most likely. And I just, I, I got to go with the Steelers. Prove me wrong, Vikings. Please prove it. Just stay in the hunt for the playoff. There's no reason why this team shouldn't be in a prime wild card position or in position to win the division. We go to uh, Sunday then. Dallas Cowboys at the Washington football team, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central time on Fox. Cowboys are struggling. Washington's really rallying here. They've won four in a row. They look really great. Uh, they've won all four of their games since their bye. Still going with the boys. I think Dallas gets the win here. I'm going with Dallas. Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. The Raiders, what are we going to get from you? The offense, what? the Chiefs defense playing really good. The the Chiefs offense needs to pick it up a little bit. They can maybe do that against the Raiders defense. Going with the Chiefs in this one. New Orleans Saints at the New York Jets, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. I think the Jets are going to be competitive in this one. I don't think the Saints are all that great. Uh, I know the Saints aren't all that great offensively. But we'll go with Taysom Hill and the Saints to eke out the win over the Jets. Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Browns coming off a bye. Previous game was against Baltimore. Weird schedule quirk there. Uh, But the Ravens have injuries in the secondary. They're just injuries all around, but the injury to to Marlon Humphrey is big. Lamar Jackson struggling right now. I think the Browns come out on top and prevail with the victory. Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers, one PM Eastern and Central Time on Fox. Falcons offense looks bad right now, and the Panthers defense pretty good. Panthers just fired their offensive coordinators. Where, where are they going this season? I think Kyle Pitts and uh, Cordero Patterson can put up numbers against the Panthers. Give me the Falcons here to um, even the season series. I'll, I'll take it. I don't say that with a great deal of confidence, though. Seattle Seahawks at the Houston Texans, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. No Jamal Adams for the Seahawks. He is done for the year. Uh, Torn labrum or the shoulder injury. But the Texans are terrible. I'm taking Seattle here to to win this game with relative ease. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Titans, last home game, you lost to a terrible Texans team. Don't lose to a bad Jaguars team. You can't do that you got to get the win here. Going with Tennessee. Detroit Lions at the Denver Broncos, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Very stink game here. I think the Lions are going to give the Broncos all they can handle, and I think the, the Lions could actually go in and beat Denver, but I'll take Denver just because they're the home team. Narrowly, though. Don't be surprised if the Lions come out with an upset. New York Giants at the LA Chargers, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Uh, Jake Fromm, not State Farm, is getting the start at quarterback for the Giants in this one, most likely, that spells a lot of trouble. The Chargers, uh, you better rely on Saquon Barkley and the running game Giants if you want any chance of winning. I'm taking the Chargers all day. Buffalo Bills at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on CBS. The Bills can't stop the run. I think that means a big day for Leonard Fournette and the Buccaneers. Tom Brady, 32-3 and against Buffalo in his career, taking the Bucks then uh San Francisco 49ers at the Cincinnati Bengals 4:25 p.m. Eastern 3:25 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Cincinnati, can we get some consistency from you? Can you look good um for multiple weeks at a time and prove that you want to be in the playoffs? Last week was a disaster against the Chargers. Don't don't screw up against the 49ers. I'll take the Bengals here, but I don't say that with any uh confidence at all whatsoever. Uh, then Sunday Night Football, Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Uh, Justin Fields getting the start for the Bears in this one. Packers coming off the bye. Who knows what's going on with Aaron Rodgers' toe. Doesn't matter. I'm taking the Packers in this one. And then Monday Night Football, LA Rams at the Arizona Cardinals, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Cardinals need to keep winning to stay on top of the NFC and have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Okay fine we'll take that uh the Rams Mm, not 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 sensing that everything's all right there still so we're taking Arizona for the win here and those are your week 14 picks official picks and predictions can be found in the stack attack uh that's uh, this in the stack excuse me my blog the stack at stackattack.sportsblog.com in our football Friday post uh, so that will do it for this week's edition of the Sports Block podcast. Again, I apologize, uh, my fault regarding Charlie. Here we'll get Charlie on next week. Bowl them starts ne- or the bowl games start next week, so we'll we'll break down some of these bowl games. We'll react to the NFL and and whatever else happens in the world of sports. Uh, so for Travis. Uh, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, available on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at Andy Stack and Travis Crins at Travis Crins. Facebook Nathan Stack, and the link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. So, for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, enjoy your week. Uh, you're in the path of the snowstorm. Be safe. And we'll talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Have a great week, everyone.